Without the ones like you, who work tirelessly to keep things running, everything would suddenly stop. Hospitals, factories, schools, and power plants, they all depend on you. No matter the weather, emergency, or time of day, you're the ones who get it done. At Granger, we're here for you with professional-grade industrial supplies. Count on real-time product availability and fast delivery. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done. Lightning fans, you found the right show for everything you need to know about your favorite team in the NHL. It's the Lightning Insider Podcast with Eric Erlinson. Get ready for insight, historical perspective, interviews, and breaking news that comes from a reporter insider who's got near 20 years on the Tampa Bay Lightning beat. Now for the latest with the Lightning, here's Eric. Hello again, everyone. Welcome to the LightningInsider.com playoff podcast edition. Eric Erlinson from LightningInsider.com here giving a quick look back at game number three, a look ahead to game number four, which comes on Mother's Day. So happy Mother's Day to uh, everybody who's listening to this. Happy Mother's Day to my wonderful wife, Judy, as well, as Tampa Bay is now trailing in the series against the Toronto Maple Leafs, the best of seven series, now down two games to one with game four heading. We know game five, of course, is on Tuesday. That time has now been set. That game will be at 7.30 p.m. Eastern Time again on Tuesday. will air nationally on ESPN2 and, of course, in the Tampa Bay viewing market on Bally Sports Sun. Before we get into anything, I want to make sure that uh, you are aware that uh, LightningInsider.com podcast is presented by BioPro Plus. It's the first 100% non-synthetic alternative to prescription HGH growth hormone treatments. Improve your performance, metabolism, and energy without any needles or nasty side effects of prescription injections. BioPro Plus works faster, is easier to use, and is 100% safe. Are you a guy over 35 who wants to fix how he performs, looks, and feels? Then BioPro Plus is right for you. Find BioPro Plus on Instagram and Twitter at BioProteinTech or online at BioProteinTech.com and be sure to use the code LIGHTNING for $30 off any order, again, at BioProteinTech.com. Game 3, a lot of hype, a lot of energy, a lot of enthusiasm uh, went right out the window. A couple minutes into the game, Pat Maroon takes a delay of game penalty, uh, really under no pressure. When it happened and puts, uh, again, a very dangerous Toronto power play um, on the ice. And it's it's a shame. The Lightning were doing a pretty good job. It, look, it's hard to contain that offense. Uh, those five guys in particular on the top unit with John Tavares and Austin Matthews, William Nylander, Mitch Marner, uh, Morgan Riley. They zip the puck around. They move fast. Uh, they create so many opportunities, and you know it's why you've heard John Cooper say in the last few days about taking penalties is, is taxing. Look, killing penalties is hard work. Killing penalties against this power play unit, it's even tougher. And they've taken a ton of penalties, and they take a, an unnecessary one really uh, early in the game there. And uh, again, it's a shame. They were doing a pretty good job of killing it off, and then it's a broken play. And this is hockey. This happens. Um Matthews sends a quick one-timer from the high point, a high center point. It's blocked by Victor Hedman. It goes right to Mitch Marner. Marner's shot hits, I believe, Mikhail Sergachev, then goes off Michael Bunting, and right over to Morgan Riley, who's, again, somebody has to be open on the power play, and Riley's open, and it's right on his stick, and it's an area where Andre Vasilevsky can't get to. 
one nothing with two seconds left on that power play, uh, and then again taking too many penalties. Uh, you know, talk about being taxing. It's it's tough. It's tough to have to continue to throw. You know, those six guys who kill penalties, primarily Anthony Sorelli, Alex Kalorn, Pierre Edouard Belmar, uh, Nick Paul, and Brandon Hagel and Andre Pilat do some uh, penalty killing as well. And when you not only does it you know, tax those guys. It it doesn't allow your top guys to get in shape and in form because, as we know, Steven Stamkos, Nikita Kucherov, they haven't had a big impact in this series through three games. Yeah, you know, Kucherov had three points in game two. Steven Stamkos had an assist in game two. But for the most part, they've been kept pretty quiet. You know, Victor Hedman had the four points on the back end, but it's it, it just hasn't been there um, production-wise. In the first couple of games, and look, you got a goal from Corey Perry, you got a goal from, you know, Brandon Hagel, you get a goal from Andre Pilat in game number three. Um, but here's here's why. Look, this is the first time the Lightning have been down three games into a series since 2019, and you know how it's it's been this long since the Lightning have been down two one in a series because everybody comes running out saying the sky is falling. Things are over. Team's too tired. They can't win. They have no desire. They have no urgency. It's three games in. Now, if we come back to this conversation in a couple of days and, you know, they're down 3-1 in a series, we'll have a different conversation. But there's a lot of confidence, a lot of confidence on this team. And there's a reason for it. They've been through almost every imaginable situation as a coaching staff for the most part, um, most of this core has been through everything because you look at the way the game finished. You know, look, it was another um, focus mistake that put Toronto up 2 nothing in the game. It doesn't come as a shorthanded goal, but it might as well have been because it comes nine seconds after a power play expires. Corey Perry tries to keep the puck in. They lose the battle. Toronto goes the other way, and... Uh, Ilya Labushkin comes out of the penalty box at the right perfect time and ends up being a three-on-one, and, and it's an easy goal for Colin Blackwell to score there. Um, that makes it 2 nothing. and, um, you know, look, the lighting fought back. It's, you know, they get a power play goal from Ross Colton in the second period. Andre Vasilevsky stops Austin Matthews on a breakaway and stops a follow-up opportunity. Andre Pilat scores a minute later, and the lighting pushed. They pushed hard. You would have thought I was convinced the game was going to get tied. I just, it just felt that way. You know, Toronto has this history of doing these things, and Nick Paul had a great opportunity with a beautiful power move to the net, almost had it tucked into the post, and Jack Campbell just got escape laid out to keep it from going in. Steven Stamkos had that one timer on the power play there, you know, with a with a few minutes left in the third period. I mean, even Sheldon Keefe, when he was asked about it. On Saturday, said he thought it was going in. Morgan Raleigh thought it was going in. Steven Stamkos thought it was going in. You know, that's the kind of play that, especially the last month from Stamkos in particular, that we've seen go in the net. And, you know, with his, how hot as he was coming down the stretch, those things went in the net. And and this is where, you know, some people might call it cockiness because there is a there's a line between confidence and cockiness. But this team, they're not cocky. 
They are confident, though. And because you look at some of those plays that took place last night and Tampa Bay's ability to find those areas that they feel they can exploit start to come to fruition. Usually it takes two, three games into a series sometimes to get that feel. You know, I had a conversation with Brad Richards a number of years ago after, you know, he was a member of the Chicago Blackhawks when they faced the Lightning in the Stanley Cup final. And, you know, he said, we, we kind of, we played our game, but we wanted to, we needed a couple of games to kind of get a feel for how Tampa Bay was going to play. And then once they did, they knew how to attack it. And lo and behold, Tampa Bay was up 2-1 in that series. As we know, they lost the final three games and end up losing that series in six. But, um, so that's why you can't count it out after three games. Again, down 3-1 is a different story. Still not automatic. I've seen this team come back from a 3-1 deficit before. So it doesn't mean, you know, the end is here. Uh, but this is where the confidence comes from, is is those opportunities that they created. And you can call it score effects. Some people will point to that as score effects. But it, it's also about finding the urgency level, which you want to see them find it earlier in the game. And finding areas where you think you can, you know, attack a team. And Toronto put a little, little bit of a different team on the ice in game three as opposed to games one and two. Taking Wayne Simmons out, Kyle Clifford stays out after a suspension, Timothy Lilligren comes out, Justin Hole comes in. So it, it just gave a different look to Toronto's lineup, and, you know, Tampa Bay got a feel for that. So that's what they look towards. So when we talk to them the day after a game like that, you know, they understand who they are, what they are, and what they need to do. Nothing's ever guaranteed. The the numbers, we know the record. You know, Andre Vasilevsky's 15-0 in the games following a loss in the postseason over the last two playoff runs, including this year. We know all those numbers, and there's confidence in him, but there's confidence in the rest of the team. And it's sort of summed up here in this little clip from John Cooper that I want to play for you. So this is John Cooper when he was asked about where the team was at mentally coming out of uh, Friday's loss in Saturday's practice with a look ahead to game number four. We have a recipe. We have a plan. Um, we've been in these situations before a plethora of times in the last couple of years. Is it a guarantee we're going to win tomorrow? No, but if we... Uh, I always believe it's our urgency to start games. Uh, if we have that with us, and let's be honest, we can't spend... 10 of the first 40 minutes uh, in the penalty box. That doesn't help you either, but I, I just a ton of faith in a veteran group here, so uh, I expect a bounce back. Can't sit here and guarantee what's going to happen, but we'll have a we'll bounce back. So you kind of read between some of those lines there, and you understand where the, the team's confidence comes from. And again, it's not cockiness. It's just belief. There's a belief that they have. It's not, it doesn't guarantee anything. It doesn't guarantee a win. It doesn't guarantee a victory. But here's why, you know, I've said many times, if you've listened to me through the years, you cannot get caught up in roller coasters. You can't get caught up in those emotions because, as I said it before, I mean, when the lighting went down to sunrise in the opening round last year, they're up 3 1 in the series, they lose game five. It wasn't a shutout for Spencer Knight, but 
he gave up a goal on his first shot he faced and then shut him down the rest. And everybody's, oh, the Panthers are now going to take this series. It's over. There's no way the Lightning are going to solve Spencer Knight. They're going to blow a 3-1 series lead. And they came home and, you know, shut the Panthers out in game six and advanced to the second round. A loss the game before does not mean the end of the world. And a win the game before does not mean... You know, you can plan your purchasing your tickets for the next round. It just it just doesn't happen that way. You have to let things kind of play out. And uh, again, we'll have a much different conversation on this level if the Lightning don't show up and play a good enough game uh, in Game Four. Uh, but again, I know that the Lightning haven't been in this situation in a while because I hadn't heard from people who, you know, tell me, "Oh, that's it. They don't want it." It just it just doesn't work that way. Uh, in fact, the last time they've been down in a series after three games, of course, was against Columbus in uh, 2019. And even, you know, the 2018 Eastern Conference Final against Washington. Remember, they lost those first two games on home ice. Went up to Washington, won games three and four, came back home, won game five. We all know what happened in game six and seven. But this is why it's a series. That's why it's a series. You can't overreact one way or the other to another game but here are a couple of areas that would concern me the face-offs have been a stickler you know uh, John Cooper called John Tavares the other day a pain in the ass in the face-off circle Uh, but really Toronto as a whole has been there was a point in game three where the Lightning had lost 10 consecutive offensive zone face-offs We know this is a team that likes to thrive with the puck. They like to feel the puck in the zone, and when they have it, they can move it around and put pressure. I think Toronto's defense is still vulnerable for this team to kind of take advantage of. Uh, For the game, they end up actually going 11 for 26 in offensive zone faceoffs. But think about that. They lost the first 10. So then they go 11 for uh, win 11, lose 16. Uh, after that, and and more importantly, you know, the power play, you know, their face-offs on the power play in the offensive zone, this is where it's really concerning. Two for seven, two and seven, two wins, seven losses. It's under 30% face-off circle. So that's an area they really need to get better at and clean up uh, just for puck possession purposes. You know, it's um, you can't continue to just lose and lose and lose face-offs um, continually because it has an effect. Um, so that's an area I think Tampa Bay has to be better at. A lot of questions asked of me about Pat Maroon. Um, this is not a series for Pat Maroon. You know, I, I've had some conversations with uh, others before in terms of Pat Maroon's effectiveness and even really the, in some ways that fourth line's effectiveness against certain opponents. Toronto's a fast team. They skate. They put pressure on you. They come at you, and, and and it can be tough for a guy like Maroon, whose skating is not his strength. If you look at his ice time, he played five minutes in Game Three, and that's a, or in Game Two, that's a game that they won. You know, and then going into or, or coming out of rather uh, Game Three, he played four minutes, and that was a game where Wayne Simmons was out of the lineup. So I I, I ask this, I ask this of myself, if. If Wayne Simmons is not in the lineup and you don't necessarily need that intimidator, if you will, 
Does Pat Maroon need to be in the lineup? Is, is Riley Nash a better option? He'll give you a little bit more speed. He's a smart player. He's not going to give you much offensively. Chances are he won't hurt you. But he's not going to give you much offensively. But he does add more speed. Or do they go back to 11-7? and seven? They did that a few times down the stretch. Has, you know, they kind of worked on some things. Gave some players some nights off because they didn't have any extra forwards. That kind of stuff going on. So do you put Jan Ruda back in the lineup and go 11-7? and seven? Gives you an opportunity to maybe give Nikita Kucherov an extra shift here or there. To give Braden Point an extra shift here or there. Anthony Sorelli, a Steven Stamkos, extra shifts here and there. Get away from some of the matchup situations. Not that that's been a major concern. But uh, I, I would think that uh, that would be the case. But, you know, I, I did have the chance to ask John Cooper that question after Saturday's practice if because he's not a guy he's not a coach that tends to overreact lineup wise to a win or a loss I asked him if he was contemplating uh, any lineup changes he said no we'll see what Sunday brings there's no true morning skate on Sunday uh, in fact it's, it not only is it an optional skate it's an option for players to even come to the rink for game four so we might not get an answer until warm-up on that one, um, You know whether or not there will be any lineup changes. If John Cooper said that, it's probably true. It's probably not going to happen. Probably won't be any changes to the lineup. But again, we'll have to wait and see ahead of uh, Game 4. Don't be left out. Make sure you subscribe to the Lightning Insider on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, and anywhere else where podcasts are found. Now, here again is Eric. Remember, it's a, it's a 7 o'clock start, so it's an, a half hour earlier than the other games have been. So, again, a 7 p.m. puck drop, which means I'll be on the pregame skate show on Lightning Power Play, which you can find on the Our Heart app, also locally WFLA, News Radio WFLA. At 6 o'clock, I'll be on the air. I'll have Brian Bradley with me, Bobby the Chief Taylor. Still a little under the weather, so I'll have um, Brian Bradley with me once again to uh, sort of go over things and discuss uh, what happened in Game 3, Game 4. And, and here's here's the other thing, and, and I didn't get a lot of feedback or pushback or uh, agreeing with me on this. You know, we talk about the number of penalties that have been called in this postseason, it seems like it's been a massive uptick. Uh, to answer somebody's question that I saw on Twitter, no, teams were not given a heads up on that. John Cooper was actually asked that question on Saturday. They they were not given up a, he- a heads up on how things might be called or whatever situation was there. So, uh, but it's it's not always the one that's the ones that are called. Sometimes it's the ones that are not called, and I think that's where frustration comes. There's no consistency because, just in my mind. And look, there's a lot of penalties that you know don't get called, get missed, whatever. But there were three pretty clear ones that were not called in Game 3 when Ross Colton was pulled from behind on a zone entry while Tampa Bay was still on a power play. And let's keep in mind, the Leafs have had two opportunities with five-on-threes in this series. Game 1, they scored. Game 3, they had about 35 seconds, 25 seconds of a five-on-three. But Ross Colton, again, pulled on his shoulder, on a zone entry, not called. Ryan McDonough had a clear stick put into his uh, face 
right in front of official coming off of a faceoff play. Again, not called. And then you had a blatant hook. Cal Foote was literally, and I forget who the, uh, the uh, Toronto player was, literally had his stick. He's on the ice, and he literally pulls Cal Foote down with him. If that's not a hooking call, I don't know what is. So the, I think that's an area where you would like to see a clamp. The Lightning are not going to complain about that. That's just not who they are. They don't do anything like that. They try not to complain about those situations. We saw what happened with John Cooper when he was ejected by Wes McCauley back at the beginning of March. Uh, so they're not going to be able to, uh, they're not going to put themselves in that position again. But it is, it's just something to keep an eye on and I think frustrates a lot of people uh, when they see stuff like that. Uh, all right, a quick look ahead to game four. But before we do, uh, make sure you check out uh, BetUS. It's um, with the NHL playoffs underway. You got NBA playoffs underway, Major League Baseball underway, NFL training camps uh, coming quicker than you think. Uh, you need a sports book with integrity and longevity like BetUS. You may not know this, but BetUS has been pioneers in the sportsbook industry for almost three decades, thriving and paying their loyal fan base. That is BetUS.com, and they have loads of bonuses. Join now or call 800-69-BETUS. That's 800-MY-BETUS, and you'll receive a 125% sign-up bonus simply by using the bonus code BOLTS22. That's BOLTS22. They have re-up and referral bonuses also. BetUS is known as America's favorite sportsbook for a lot of reasons. BetUS has all your NBA and NHL playoff action with team and player props and loads of NFL futures and NFL odds up already. You can bet UFC matches and props, PGA and round matchups. Live betting on most sports, including golf. The online casino has hundreds of games and the racebook has all your horse tracks. They have every bet type imaginable and the sharp BetUS mobile platform is easy with full betting options. Follow my lead and get your phone online and social sports betting partner with integrity and longevity. Bet US, you bet you win, you get paid. Bet US. All right, a look ahead to game four. Obviously a pivotal game for Tampa Bay. Not the end of the season type game, uh, but your backs will certainly be against the wall. Uh, having to win three straight if you drop this game. Otherwise, it becomes a best of three. Obviously, Tampa Bay lost home ice with the loss in game three uh, as the Leafs now have uh, two remaining games on home ice in the Tampa Bay Lightning have two remaining possible games uh, on home ice um, look for urgency from the start it's kind of been absent um, some of it's been self-induced actually a lot of it's been self-induced with either taking penalties early in the game or not taking advantage of penalties early in the game that's kind of been Tampa Bay's I don't call it a downfall, but it, it kind of sets a bad tone. So with the way that the point sorelli Colorn line played in Game 3, with the way the paul colton Hagel line played in Game 3, I would look for them to kind of get some early shifts to kind of set the identity, right? We talked about the identity line. That's not there. And um, you'd like to see that maybe they could kind of push the pace just a little bit. So, again, that is uh, what I want to look for in game number four. Then, of course, if there's going to be any line updates, which I uh, um, changes, which I certainly am not anticipating based on what John Cooper said during uh, Saturday after Saturday's practice. And just a quick, quick note, uh, both Nikita Kucherov and Andre Vasilevsky missed 
practice on Saturday, but uh, that was called just rest days, not test days. They were called rest days. Uh, so both of them are expected to be good to go. Other than that, everybody else practiced for Tampa Bay on Saturday as they look ahead to game number four of this series. All right, that's going to wrap it up. Don't forget, uh, if you like my work, if you want to support my work, please go to the website. First thing you see is how to sign up. If you use the, the code podcast when you do, it's $10 off any subscription or $10 off a yearly subscription. Uh, again, just by using the code podcast on there. Uh, don't forget, you can find my other podcast, Lightning Game Day Now. And, of course, um, the pregame skate show I mentioned. One hour, that's through every uh, playoff game now. One hour before every game, myself and usually Bobby the Chief Taylor uh, talk 30 minutes to get you ready for the game. That's on News Radio WFLA as well as Lighting Power Play that you can find on the iHeart app. And then don't forget my weekly visits with Ian Beckles and Jay Retcher on 6.20 a.m. WDAE 95.3 as well. And as always, thanks everyone for listening and we'll check back soon. Save big on Brunch for Mom, all in the Kroger app. Get 16-ounce packs of flavorful Angus 90% Lean Ground Sirloin for $4.99 each with a digital coupon. Then buy two, get two free on 12 packs of delicious Coca-Cola, Pepsi, or 7-Up, all with your card. Shop these deals at your local Kroger, less than five miles away. Or tap the screen now to download the Kroger app to save big today. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Prices and product availability subject to change. Restrictions apply. See site for details.